This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Get my fishing pole. Woo! 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 Got one. Oh, wait a minute. I got one. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing here in a minute. I got. It's like we're playing charades the last two days here on the National Football Show. By the way, congratulations. Welcome aboard. Please hit the like button. Hold on, man. I can't let him go. Let me reel him in. Hold on. Let me get this thing. I'll pretend I'm like Dave Chappelle's security detail on stage last night. Bang! I got you, Beige. Bang! You're out. Ready to rock. All right. So, the Philadelphia Eagles have fired Casey Waddell, director of scouting. Andy Waddell's job being reported by numerous sources in Philadelphia that his job is in question. And why is that? Gee, I wonder why. Because he's interviewed to become the next Pittsburgh Steeler general manager. Oh, and by the way, who do we have on in our number three? The current general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kevin Colbert. What? What? Oh, my God. What is happening here? Hey, I want to welcome aboard the Eagles. You can listen to Kevin Colbert in hour number three if they're going to hire your boy. (laughs) And bring his brother. How you doing? (laughs) This is why people check the show out. Relevant folks, relevant topics, and... We know how to kind of, as they say, start a barn fire. <laughs> how you doing? How are you doing? So we're going to find out if your director of player personnel is going to be the next general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers in our number three, right here with Big Sills on the National Football Show. Gosh, isn't that crazy? We have no sources 
We don't know anybody. But why is that happening here? Oh, my God. Oh. So keep that in the back of your mind. Wow. Why don't we break some news here with all you folks? We'll find out the Steelers are going to hire the director of personnel of the Philadelphia Eagles. Why wouldn't you? Andrew Barry is kicking ass. Joe Douglas is kicking ass. Why wouldn't you hire Andy Waddell as your new GM at Pittsburgh? He's perfect. How you doing? Birdman's like, I'm still laughing from yesterday's show. Wait, it's going to continue a tad bit. We got more relevant topics today. But how about this? So I guess Brandon Graham was doing like a hit on IP and Joey from South Philly, or I guess it was Nick. Hey, how you doing? These guys are feeling themselves. Head coach is feeling good. General manager right now is a rock star. I mean, this guy here, man. I mean, you got to be kidding me, man. How he's like this, man. This guy's the... This guy's a mayor of Philly now. He's walking around going, I'm Howie Roseman. How you doing? Yeah. Oh, you, you want a Super Bowl ring? Trust the process. I gotcha. And the head coach is calling in the radio shows. Man, it's been an ass-kicking May. <laughs> Man. Boy, I'll tell you something. Philadelphia Eagles have dominated May. Holy cow. Man, I've never seen a better football team in the month of May, NFL-wise, than the Eagles, especially in the front office. These guys, they killed it. I know you're not playing on Sunday, but, hey, they'd be killing it. Susan, you hating on? No, 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 no. I'm enjoying the parade. Where's where's the off-season parade on Broad Street? Can I get down there? Maybe you could drink some beers and crack them over our head and have a fun time. Hey, done. Hey, wait a minute. Meta. He should be feeling it. What are you kidding? He should be, man. <laughs> Xander just goes like this. Hey, look, man, I know Silio don't want to do anything, get on an airplane and go anywhere. But Sills, you got to come in for the Super Bowl in May. Fair enough. <laughs> hey. Fair enough. A man. A man. Get the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Eagles. You won the May Super Bowl. I'd like to accept this award, having an 0-0 record. You know, we're really playing well right now. I know it's only helmets and shorts, but hell, we're killing it. Hey, off-season champs. Some of you are probably going, man, why you hate? I'm not hating. I'm having as much fun as they are, calling shows. I got ya. I already got you one. Aren't you satisfied? Yeah, whoa. No, man, it's Philly. What do you think, we're the Sixers? (laughs) Hey, what do you think, we're the Sixers? Where you could suck for a decade, have a fat guy on the floor, play average, average basketball, have an MVP, and, you know, get bounced in the second round. That's all right for them guys, right? That's all good, right? We're good. But, you know, I mean, for the Eagle fans, it's a little more, right? Big D, appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you, man. 
Oh, yeah. Calling radio shows, going around town, talking how great everything is. Man. Well, let me just say this to you. Come September, (laughs) rent's due. (laughs) Rent's due. And you better, the way you're talking, you better put up a 13-4 and season. I'll accept nothing less. That's a 13-4 and team, the way everyone's acting and talking. 13-4. and You come in at 9-8, and I'm going to look you in the face and go, you didn't get any better? Well, shit, man. Where are we going then? Where are we going? There has to be a mark, marketable improvement to what we saw a year ago with this football team for us to sit there and have that so-called May parade. Let's, re- let's not forget what's going on right now. There's a May parade going on for the Eagles in, in the city right now. Everybody's all high and excited. 9 and 8 ain't going to cut it. Michael Brown goes, hey, 13 and 4, baby. 14 and 3, Davy boy. Throw it out there. Man, you look like Howie now throwing it out there. How you doing, man? I'm going to call Davy boy Woodrow Wilson. How you doing? Right? Okay. Oh, Nick's getting into it too. You know what I mean? Head coach has got to have some crumbs. You know, after Howie's had his giant meal. Caviar and, you know, filet mignon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, whatever you guys need, just shoo away. Andy Waddell, fire your ass. You interviewed for the Steeler gig without my blessing. Well, guess what? We're going to get rid of your ass, too, like we did your brother. Out. You didn't get my blessing like Joe Douglas and Andrew Barry? How dare you? Oh, oh, I know, Paul. I got the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers on in hour number three. Why don't we ask him on what's going on? Because guess what? Kevin Colbert's part of the process and who's going to take over for him. Kevin is involved in the process for his replacement. Yeah. And gee, I thought the personnel department did a pretty good job for the. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God. How many people think, wait a minute, how many people think the Eagle personnel department did a good job in the draft and in the offseason? How many people think they did a great job? You, the way you guys have been talking, Xander, Xander's like, hey, they had an A draft. So, wait a minute. If you had an A draft, why are you firing your personnel people? <laughs> Unless you want all that credit too. <laughs> so he fires the head coach. Howie Roseman does. Now he's firing the director of personnel. <laughs> I thought the Eagles had a good offseason. How's that? How does that line up right? Andy Waddell has been in charge of your personnel the last couple years, and he's getting fired? Would we say that the Eagles have done a good job in drafting the last two years? Holy cow, man. 
Don Vito. <laughs> hey, Don Vito Roseman. Eh, you know, bring in Luca Brazzi. <laughs> Doug saw Luca Brazzi. Now, now Andy Waddell seen Luca Brazzi. Hey, well, no, Dominique, I, I think he's going to get the Steeler job. We're going to find out in hour three. I got the GM of the Steelers on. I got the GM of the Steelers. We'll talk to him in hour three. Unless something changes, because, you know, we had Bruce Arians bail on us. <laughs> he found out that they gave the job to Todd Bowles. I don't know. Ernest Don Vito, man. Oh, no, how he's swinging it. Now he fires the director of personnel where the Eagles have actually had two really good drafts. Why? Why is Howie Roseman fired the director of personnel and his brother? It's not like they've done a shit job. What's the reasoning for this? Yeah, Meta. Casey Waddell was fired. And now it's being reported. I think the Inquirer's reported it. That Andy Waddell's position is on shaky ground. Go to Pro Football Talk. Xander, it's there. Go to Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio also reported it. Casey Waddell fired. And Andy Waddell's position is on shaky ground. And he also interviewed for the GM job. Go read it. I did before I came on. (laughs) <laughs> so Howie, wow. Boy, this guy's like Michael Corleone, man. I'm going to kill all the heads of the five families. <laughs> Carlo, Carlo, you got to answer for Santino. <laughs> Carlo, you got to answer for Santino. That's your age you played on us, huh? Taking that interview with the Steelers. Andy, you got to answer for Santino. (laughs) Woo! Man. Does this guy like the... He loves to have complete control of the team. And he wants every single bit of credit for it. Wow. You know what's going to be the Eagles' downfall? His ego. His ego. Chris says, who really cares? Office dudes can be replaced. Think so, huh? You think good quality personnel people can be replaced? Really? I do not. If that were the case... The Cowboys over the last 27 years would be in the freaking conference championship game. That's not quite the case. I got you. Oh, man. Hey, you know, Howie, this guy Andy Waddell's done a pretty damn good job. Barrett told me that. When we were doing the middle, Barrett's like, hey, Chris... And Andy Waddell have done a nice job. 
at helping out Howie give him some recommendations on who to draft. Barrett said that. Now they're firing both of them? One's already out, potentially the other one? Dude, by the way, go to Pro Football Talk. ProFootballTalk.com. Mike Florio, he's also reporting this. Aren't you guys plugged in at all in Philadelphia with what's in the newspapers? Am I the first one to tell you this? Wow. You talk about censorship in a market. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, a a big picking. Funny, everywhere I go, no one's making a big deal. You're firing a guy who was an essential part of building your team back over the last two years. I thought that the Eagles have been doing a great job personnel-wise the last two years. Why would you fire a director of personnel when the guy supposedly has done a good job? This is according to Howie, too. We brought quality people in. They evaluated Jordan Davis. They got Nicobe Dean in the third round. You think that's Howie? Or do you think you think Howie's really going around and scouting these players and going to Athens, Georgia? Or going to Fond du Lac, Wisconsin to recruit a kid? Come on, man. These are area scouts. And area scouts report to director of personnel, and the director of personnel reports to the GM. Howie's in Pittsburgh with binoculars. This is about as far as he got when it came to traveling around looking for guys. <laughs> Woo! Man! Firing Andy Waddell. Soon to be, I believe. Getting rid of his brother, Casey. And because Andy interviewed for the Steeler job? Didn't I see a story also on Jacob about how Howie is now like a machine when it comes to rolling out personnel people? Let's not forget something about Joe Douglas, too. I know how he wants to take credit for Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas spent 14 years in the Ravens organization under Ozzie Newsom. What like this guy didn't know what he was doing when he rolled into Philly? <laughs> Making it sound like, well, you know, he learned everything he had under how I don't think so. Okay. When you work in the front office in Philadelphia, in my opinion, do you know what you learn? What do you think you learn if you're a front office person with the Eagles? What do you think you learn? Tell me what you think you learn. I think you learn how to maneuver around obstacles. The same way Nick Sirianni had to, and the same way Doug Peterson didn't want to. I think what Seth Joyner's right. You got to learn to get along, to go along. That's the only way you stay in that place. If you had dissenting views against the general manager, dude, you're going to be whacked, to use a reference that I'm familiar with. (laughs) You're going to get whacked. 
you're going to replace your entire personnel chiefs after the last two years. Hey, let's do this. Okay? What would you give the grade on Andy and Casey, the director of personnel, helping how we put talent on the roster the last two years? What do you think, what, what grade would you give Andy? Being part, he's the director of player personnel. The kid is college scouting. What grade would you give those two? The last two years, A plus, A plus. So you fire him? B. Okay, A plus B. <laughs> Woo wee. This thing is swinging. My gosh. Yeah, man. Read the story. Pro Football Focus. Mike Florio. (laughs) Casey Waddell has been canned. Did you guys know this? Did you guys know this? And the line, this is a hidden story, isn't it? This is a hidden story. Andy Waddell is on shaky ground. Why? What, 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 What in the last two years... What in the last two years haven't you liked about the drafts? The wide receiver, Devontae Smith, looks like the guy. You've been pulling guys. Last year's draft, I thought was pretty good. I thought they did a great job. The players that they isolated, hell, I even like the kid from Kansas. I tweeted it out on draft day. I went like this. I go, that's not a terrible pick. We knew about Casey. Meta, it says in the same article, Andy Waddell is on shaky ground also. Mike Florio's not credible, okay? Mike Florio is not credible, really. Hall of Fame voter? Wow. I know it's Andy's brother, but it says in the article on Pro Football Focus, that Andy Waddell's on shaky ground. It's not credible. Okay. (laughs) So you don't think there's any chance that the general manager of the team could fire a guy who's... he Remember something. That guy doesn't want anybody to get credit but him. Okay? Yeah, you know what's happened here. Everyone's saying that the Eagles are evaluating really good talent lately. Lately. Okay? And it ain't the Jalen Rager crap, and it ain't any of this other stuff. And they're really kind of putting good people on the roster and evaluating even really good people. And that's not Howie. Howie's not evaluating these guys. He's picking these guys because of his guys and their recommendations. You understand how this works. How he looks at people that his people bring to him. You think he leaves Philadelphia? How many times do you think he leaves Philadelphia when it comes to evaluating a player on campus? Five? That ain't quite enough to put a draft board together. 
He may go to a pro day, but this dude's not going to leave the friendly confines of the Novacare Center. That's why you have area scouts, and that's why you have directors of personnel for those guys to go and do that and let them do their jobs. But you know what else, too? Can I? I know it's Casey. Jesus, criminy. Hey, you know what else it does? How about this? That's also the guy that could replace you one day. Andy Waddell could be the guy one day to replace you. He's up for the Steeler job. He's up for the Steeler gym. Okay? On shaky ground, the, the article's not credible. So you think that story's not credible. I think it's completely credible. You know why? There's precedent. Here's the precedent. You fired Doug Peterson like this. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Hey, you got to worry. Hey, this is going to lead me into a topic here. And this is a perfect segue. How about this, Paul? Watch this. Watch this. Why, do you think it's Howie Roseman's responsibility to develop the guy who could potentially take his job? Why should Howie Roseman develop Andy Waddell, who's done a great job the last two years, along with his brother, who was canned to potentially be the heir apparent to Howie Roseman? You think Howie wants a guy underneath him that's doing a job like, why would he do that? So he could take his job? It's not Howie's responsibility to develop somebody. You work in my building? Same thing with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. Do you think that it's Ryan Tannehill's responsibility to develop Malik Willis? Or do you even think it's even Gardner Minshew's responsibility to give any advice to Jalen Hurts? I don't. I'm trying to get that job. There's only 32 of them in the world. Why would I develop a guy who's cheaper to take my job? That's the dumbest thing on the planet. Now, look, I'm not going to be a jackass and be a bad teammate to the kid. Guy asks me a question, watches me train. I'll answer it. I'm not going to be a jerk. I want to be a good teammate to the kid. But I'm not going to go out of my way and go, hey, you might want to play this technique. Why? Because it's easier so you could take my job. How freaking dumb is that? Would any one of you out there, when your boss hires a stiff who's making 10 times less than you, would you want to help that kid out knowing full well he could take your job? Absolutely not. If anything, you might send poor breadcrumbs to him and send him on an off-ramp somewhere. But that's a bad team. No, that's job preservation. How dumb are people? Well, you know, they drafted Jordan Davis. And Hardgrave and Fletcher should really be good teammates and teach it. Screw that, kid. That's Tracy Rocker's job. That's Jonathan Gannon's job. 
That ain't Fletcher Cox. It's Javon Hardgrave's job. Absolutely not. So I ask you, you think Fletcher Cox and Javon Hardgrave should be schooling and mentoring Jordan Davis? The eventual replacement for one of these guys? Do you think that? Do you think that? What above all says Sills was a bad teammate. Pay attention. Really? Interesting you would say that. I was never a bad teammate. I helped guys who asked me. I helped Russell. I helped Cortez. When they asked, I helped. I'm not going out of my way. If you learn by watching me, shut your hole. Know your place and watch what I do, and I'll help you. You start getting in my way, I'll send you to the rear. Russell Maryland and Cortez Kennedy were great students of mine. I recruited both of them. I took Cortez out and his mother with Jerome on their recruiting trip, and he still had to go to JV. Because of poor grades. Russell Maryland was recruited by Toledo and Miami. You heard it right. Toledo and Miami became the number one overall pick in the draft. Because of my help. And my influence with Butch. Call me a bad teammate, dog. I got a kid drafted number one and I put a kid in the Hall of Fame. That's why I have... And I post every now and then the greatness of Cortez Kennedy's invitation for me to go to the Hall of Fame and be there when he got inducted because I helped put his ass there. Bad teammate. Know what you're talking about. But I'm not going to go out of my way to lose my job. Absolutely not. So Fletcher Cox, hey, take my job, my 14-4. And take money out of my kid's mouth. That's right, picking Pro ball. Paychecks. $14.4 million. The other guy makes $12.7. Hey, Jordan. Come on in. Take money out of my family's bank account. Chris. I'm going to freaking tell you one more time. Open your ears. Casey Waddell was fired. I said this. Andy Waddell is on shaky ground. Listen and read the gosh dang story. Not wrong. My God almighty. You people listen some to 5% of what I say. How ignorant. It's like the stupid ass Brown fans. On my um, my Twitter page, well, Ryan Leaf was really one of the worst busts. He wasn't a number one overall selection in the NFL draft. He was a second player taken behind Peyton. Jesus, don't get into a back and forth with me. Okay? Jesus, I never said Andy's been fired. <laughs> Andy's leaving regardless? Oh, then why is it being reported he's on shaky ground? (sighs) 
I think my Italian just, no, wait, hang, hang on, hang on. I know what it is. I'm getting influenced too much by Howie. <laughs> uh, Howie wants all the credit. That's right, Ken. I never said Andy would. Hey, guys, is there? Oh, I see an LOL. Got it. So, Chris, I took it from Chris. I, I took it from Florio. Oh, by the way, Chris, why don't we ask the general manager of the Steelers in hour three? Is that fair, Chris? Hey, Chris. Okay, Chris. Okay, Chris, how about this? Why don't we ask the GM? He's on today. Kevin Colbert is on today in hour three. Is that cool? Okay. He's on in hour three. Why don't we just ask him? Please hit the like button. I've done something for you guys. Seals' butt hurt. <laughs> occasionally I do. <laughs> hey, Steve, occasionally, you know. Baker Mayfield can't play. He's a bum. It's, it's Baker Couch. He's a bum. There's not one market for the guy. Hey, he's a bum. Was a bum, is a bum. Well, oh, wait a minute. Hey, get this. Wait a minute. Here's on Baker Mayfield. So this guy has, he has Odell Beckham, an amazing tight end, 2,000-yard backs, one of the top three O-lines, an NFL coach of the year, a top-flight defense, and he can't do shit with it. I'll tell you this. Hang on here. Get this. If you put Jalen Hurts, guys, before we go to timeout here, if you put Jalen Hurts on that Browns team, what would the record be? What would the record be if you put Jalen Hurts on that on that Browns team? Okay, what what, what do you think? What do you th- let me think? Eleven wins, seven and nine. <laughs> oh, 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 wait a minute. So you're comparing us? Hey, get this. So look at what these guys are doing. Seven and ten. So what you're doing is basically comparing Jalen Hurts to the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, and the Eagles got him in the second round. That's a win. That's a win. So you're comparing, you're telling me that they'd be the same record theoretically, right? Wow. That's $18 million cheaper too. The Browns are on the hook for $18 bucks. And Eagles are on the hook for $1.2 million in Jalen. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're right. You guys win. He's comparable to Baker Mayfield, who was the number one overall pick. The difference is he's a turd. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is a stiff. Oh. <laughs> 
10 and 7 too, William, in the AFC is a lot better than 10 and 7 in the NFC. Okay? Seth, appreciate it. All right, I've done something here. I have put the big sills, NFL power rankings in order. After free agency, I know there still could be some movement, but also after the draft. Where do your Eagles, where do the Cowboys, where does Wentz and the Commanders, where do the Giants all fall in the Big Sills NFL Power Rankings? Hit the like button. Hey, also, don't forget, my boy Morgan & Morgan, proud sponsor of the Dan Cilio Show, where the fee is free, my friends. And getting that attorney is one of the most important things that you can possibly have when it comes to getting fair compensation for you and your family. If you're hurt or injured on the job, size matters here. The biggest law firm in the country is Morgan & Morgan, and they'll do battle for you. Over the last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13 billion, okay? $13 billion in compensations for you and your families. That's what they do. It's who they are with over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, Florida, all across the country. The army of attorneys that Morgan and Morgan has for you that you're going to get your fair compensation. They will not be intimidated. That's why Morgan and Morgan is the number one firm in the country and the biggest firm. Look, the call is free. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The consultation is free. Call them, 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sills sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
Lincoln Financial Field is home to more than just our hometown team. It's a landing place for dreams. Invest in the future of our students from all over Philadelphia and get an exclusive tour of the stadium at the Blocks Aspire to Dreams Gala, hosted by Brian Taff of 6ABC. While we aspire to build, our students aspire to dream. Join us for the Blocks Gala on Thursday, May 5th at Lincoln Financial Field. Seats are limited, so reserve yours today at blocks.org slash gala. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Big Sills. Hit the like button. Don't forget our number three, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get to the Andy Waddell, Casey Waddell story with GM of the Steelers, if they're going to hire him or not. We'll ask him point blank. I've known Kevin Colbert for 30 years. He's on in hour number three. Hey, how long is it going to be before we hear this in the media? And also, I'm, I'm already starting to see a little of this on social media. Did you see what Dave Chappelle and his goons did to the guy who rushed the stage with a knife? They broke his arm. I mean, really. What about the rights for the victim? <laughs> the victim's Dave Chappelle. Telling jokes is now a hazardous gig. Chris Rock gets his ass smacked on national television. Dave Chappelle is getting bum-rushed on stage with a dude with a knife. Hey, if that were me, I'd have threw that dude back into the crowd and let that crowd have him at him. That crowd would have ripped him from limb to limb, and I'd have been all right with it. Dude, you can't... You know, there used to be a time in our country where there was guardrails, space. No one invaded it. Now people can walk right up to you and talk shit to you when you're eating dinner. That ain't happening with me. I'll knock you to... You ain't doing that in front of me, my kid, my family. I'll throw your ass off a roof. That ain't happening. That guy got his ass kicked. He's lucky that's the only thing that happened to him getting his arm broke. You went on stage trying to hurt another man. You got what you deserved. Don't give me this snowflake talk. Dave Chappelle was hired to do a gig at the Hollywood Bowl. 
This was not being hired by UFC or in a steel cage match. He tells jokes. And if you're that offended, don't go. Man. I'm like, hey. Dude, you got what you deserved. I was laughing my ass off. I, I, I'm just glad Dave didn't get hurt. By the way, I think he's a modern-day genius. I think he's brilliant. That guy is funny. Jesse Smollier. <laughs> God almighty. Dave Chappelle, man. You know what I fear for Dave Chappelle, though? Dave Chappelle getting canceled. And get this, he's black. You're going to cancel a black guy for telling jokes since when guys fought his entire ass to get where he is. And as famous as he is, he's the number one comic today. Him and Chris Rock, you can go back and forth and ping pong it. Chappelle's brilliant, man. He's a, he's a brilliant comedian. (laughs) Hey, I've been watching that video, man. His crew put the boots on him, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, whoa. Man, I was I was cheering. Kick that, kick that guy. You can't rush a stage with a weapon and try to injure somebody like that. What the hell do you think this is, man? You have every right to defend yourself. You know, now if Chappelle jumped down and was attacking someone, that's a different story here. But you have no right to assault people with a weapon. But we're gonna hear this. Watch this. <sighs> What about the victim's rights? You know, Bernie Sanders was talking about that Boston Marathon bomber that he should have rights and benefits and he should be allowed to vote. I was like this. Yeah, okay. That guy wreaks so much mayhem on the Boston Marathon and Bernie Sanders believes that that guy should have voting rights. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Bern. (laughs) Oh, man. I was like, really? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Hey, Steve, you know it's coming, man. You you know it's coming. Oh, my God. Did you see what they did to him? I was like, yeah, you should have given him a black eye. Beat that guy's ass. That's the, hey, that's when you have a free license on retaliation. When somebody goes, hey, that's the wrong thing, man. You bring a knife, you should have brought a gun because I'm going to whip your ass. <laughs> All right, man. Here we go. All right, guys. The big sills. NFL power rankings. Are you ready? Here we go. Number 32. The Atlanta Falcons. Complete transition. Moving off of Matt Ryan. Oh, by the way, did you hear what Matt Ryan said? Matt Ryan goes like this. You know, if they didn't go after Deshaun Watson, I would probably be still in Atlanta. Oh. Ruffled his feathers, and he wanted out. He goes, if Atlanta hadn't made such a big stink out of it, I'd probably still be there. Oh, okay. Number 31. The Houston Texans. Complete transition. I think they had a pretty decent draft. 
I do. I think they had a pretty decent draft. David Mills, I don't know. You know, then again, Nick Casario's not a bad talent evaluator. He comes from the New England Patriot tree. Not that the Patriots have been spectacular in personnel decisions when it comes to drafting, especially over the last couple of years. Now, then again, they've lost some people in that personnel department, like Nick. Put the Texans at 31. 30, the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to tell you, if I were the Panthers, if I were the Panthers, would you guys move off of Christian McCaffrey? How many years are you going to go in a row where this guy's banged up and broken up? If I were them, I would trade him while I can get something still out of him. His tire treads are empty. This kid here, they ran him too much in between the tackles. In my opinion, this guy's running out of gas quick. You talk about James Harden, and you talk about him aging, I think you're watching Christian McCaffrey age right in front of us here, okay, football-wise. Hey, Paul, I love McCaffrey too, but how many years are you going to go with him being injured? He needs not to be the focal point. He's got to go to a football. You know, hey, hey, I'll tell you something, Paul. Do you know what I would do if I was Christian McCaffrey? I'd pray I got eventually cut by Carolina, and I'd go play with Derrick Henry. Can you imagine him and Derrick Henry and him coming out of the backfield catching passes? Okay? I just think that Christian McCaffrey's starting to run out of gas here. They did, Paul. They tore him up. Number 29, I got the Jets. The Jets, I think, with Joe Douglas have done a really good job. Now, the big question mark is going to be here, right? Hey, that's a good one, too, Smile. In Dallas, Christian McCaffrey in Dallas, that'd be good. I'd be okay. That'd be something Dallas should look at. But I think Joe Douglas has done a really nice job. Now, the question, again, is going to be whether or not Zach Wilson can play, right? Okay, can Zach play? Chris says, Sills, you seem like you'd be a great – Eagles fan because you have passion and strict loyalty to your teams. Chris, do you know what I love them? Hey, Chris, I'm going to tell you this. Do you know what I love the most about the Eagles? What do you think it is that I love the most about the Eagles? I'm at 29, just so you know. What do you think it is I love the most about the Eagles? What do you think it is? And why I'm becoming an Eagle fan. That's it, Chris. Jeremiah, hard nose. Paul, the fans, passion. Fans tell the truth, Mark. Yeah. And I'll tell you, let me add this in. You are effing smart as hell fans and you hold them accountable. All the media turds like me. You hold us all accountable. Say something, F a name up. I still can't say the guard's name, and all of you know that. <laughs> right? And you know what I think you like about me? I'm honest, and I know my limitations and things. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody I'm not. 28. I got the Lions here. I actually think the Lions are doing a pretty decent job there. And by the way, the kneecap coach. Yeah, man. 
He reminds me of a WWE um, wrestling manager. But I'm starting to like the Lions a little bit. Yeah, like Merrill Lynch. Thank you, Showtime. You guys are like elephants, too. You don't really forget much. Thank you very much. Lions moving up. They are, Philly. They are. Not those glasses, Sills. The other pair. No, no, no. You got, You want my Sally? See, my aunt gave me, my aunt gave me shit on, uh, here. See, you guys want the Sally Jesse Raphael glasses here. This is what you want. You want the Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. I don't know, man. I look like I belong in a porn house with these. Okay. Table three, please. Pole nine. Now, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a porn house with these. (laughs) Number 27. The Bears. Bears been down there for how long now? Okay. The Bears. Do you know the Grand Wizard? Is that a drink? I got the Bears. The greatness of Justin Field. Is it Fields? Field? Who cares? Be out of the league in two years. Won't matter. (laughs) The Bears. Get rid of Allen Robinson. You're trying to develop a quarterback and you get rid of a top flight receiver. Congratulations to you. Really looks like they know what they're doing up there with the McCaskey family. Bears suck as an organization right now. And it's limited. I got the Jags at 26. Why do you think that? Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh brought the Jags out of the 30s and moved them up. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a pretty damn good year this year. I don't know what this is. Look, they're in the AFC, man. If you improve at all in the AFC this year, it's going to be a dogfight to see who comes out of the AFC. But when I when I look at what they're doing now in Jacksonville, they hired the right coach. They got rid of that loser, Urban Liar. Okay? My opinion, they really did a great job, man. I got Dougie Fresh there. Number 25, the... New York shit giants. Oh, man. That's a shit show going on there, man. Brian Dable, I feel for you. So what what do they do? John Mara and the organization goes like this. Well, let's just keep Daniel Jones one more year, but we're not going to pick his option up. Good luck to you. (laughs) Are you setting me up for failure? Okay. Are you setting, you're setting him up for failure. Watch this. You're going to realize, you're going to realize that the guy can't play. You're going to sit him. You're going to shit the first year. You're going to draft another guy. You're going to develop that. You're not going to have a very good year for the first two years. And then in the third year, they're going to fire you. Sharon, thank you for coming aboard. I appreciate it. Sharon, please hit the like button. Guys are awesome. Thank you for coming in. Hey, Taylor, I totally think that Trevor Lawrence, I wouldn't be shocked if Trevor Lawrence makes it to the Pro Bowl, man. 
AJ Sills is the only content creator that reads the comments and interacts with fans this much. You know why, AJ? You guys bring incredible content to the show. That would be like me having a restaurant and not taking your order and just giving you food. What show on the planet in a platform like this would do that except loser radio people? Do you know why most of you are here today? You're tired of loser radio guys feeding you lunch and dinners you don't want to eat. Why wouldn't I listen to my customers? You're the paying customers. Why wouldn't I? Here, eat this sandwich. I don't want a sandwich. I want a pizza. I don't care what you want. You'll listen. It's arrogant. Radio is arrogant. It's arrogance. I used to sit around for three hours for 26 years feeding my audience shit they didn't want to hear. Even though I had great numbers. Till I found this platform and I realized I'm not going to give them what they don't want. What they don't want. I'm going to give them what they want. You listen to the people who come into your restaurant every day. What would you like? Well, it's not on the menu. I don't care. What would you like? Arrogance is all over the radio. They'll talk to you about shit. You, you know the great. Hey, you know the greatest mistake that most people make when they go into Philly. That's why they don't. That's why most cities don't hire outside the city. You know why? Nobody gives a shit what's going on in Detroit. Nobody cares what's going on in Seattle. No one cares. My show's different because we're kind of national. But focus centrically here with Philly. And the NFL kind of pertains to the whole pie. You know what I mean? It starts Eagles, NFC East, NFL sports. You know what I mean? All right. This is probably too high, guys. Okay, but I got the Seahawks 24. Okay, I mean, Drew Locke, the greatness of him, is now the quarterback in Seattle. I know. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Oh, hey, King. How we swinging it? Gotcha. Head coach calling shows now. Louie from South Philly. Hey, Brandon Graham, how you doing, man? I feel you're doing really good on your rehab. You're going to make an impact. I know we only had you for a few games last year. Welcome aboard. Ain't this Nick Sirianni? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, dude, who are you laughing, man? It's the corniest laugh. You can always tell radio laughs. When a host goes, (laughs) and you know, dude, it ain't that funny. If it ain't funny, don't laugh. <laughs> Them great radio laughs. I love when you hear a host doing those great radio laughs. So phony. What are you laughing at? It ain't that funny. Dude, you think you're a stand-up or Bill Maher or something. You're not. <laughs> um. 
Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Some of these guys in your Philly market, I won't name any names. Hey, when you, when you go on radio, this is just a little bit of an insight for you. Put your teeth in. All right. Number 23. Again, maybe this is too high. I got the Saints here. Oh, hey, you, you know what I'm talking about, Dupree. <laughs> Those fake-ass laughs, man. You hear people doing on the radio. And... <laughs> yeah, you get me, man. <laughs> Number 22, I got the Dolphins there, man. Hey, hey, Chris, right? <laughs> hey, Brandon, how you doing? This is uh, Luigi in South Philly. Hey, you're doing great on the radio. <laughs> I was like, who is that? Is that Sirianni? Sure enough, man. It was Mr. Kobayashi, right? <laughs> hey, I hear you're really doing well in your rehab. Uh, who told you that? Oh, for a birdie of mine. <laughs> South Philly guy. All right, guy. Dude, the bit sucked. It wasn't very good. I give you an A for effort, but man, come on now. These guys are man, the Novacare Center's kicking ass, man, these last couple days. Got victory parades, Super Bowls one in May. I mean, shit. <laughs> it's going crazy here, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Casey Waddell's been fired. Really? <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh man. They swinging it big, man. <laughs> hey Timothy, right? You know what I'm talking about. Those dumbasses on the radio who had those fake radio laughs. Hey Bob, did you see did you hear Nick Sirianni? There's all goobers too. These are all hey, the guys on your market, in your market on the radio, are the dudes that were picked last in a pickup hoop game. <laughs> they were picked last. I'll, okay, I'll take Joe. Yeah, I'll take Joe. Okay? <laughs> Why? Because I have to. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Give me a break, dog. So what do you – and, and by the way, listen, IP and Fanatic – if you want content from me every day, you don't have to, like, lie about it. I'll, I'll help you out. I'll send you a bill and an invoice. When it comes to creating content for you, see, the draft is over now. Now you got to have some shit to yourselves here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Holy cow, I'm past my, my rock here. Man, we're having too much fun here. Where'd I stop? All right, I'm at tw I'm going on 22. Okay? Going at 22. Hey, you know, I hey, Andy Waddell may be the next general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hour 3 we'll find out. Kevin Colbert, the GM, current, he's in the process of hiring too. Will he bring Casey who was fired this week by the Eagles? Oh no, what's going on? Oh my god. Not silly, oh, him? Really? Jesus. My aunt says this. Oh, look. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I've got to be a little bit more, um, throw some honey out. You know, she wants me to be more, you know, you know, not, don't offend. She's right. You know, 
Okay, hour two. I stopped at number 23. We're going to go on to 22. We'll do that here in a minute. Please hit the like button. Hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on acting. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Lincoln Financial Field is home to more than just our hometown team. It's a landing place for dreams. Invest in the future of our students from all over Philadelphia and get an exclusive tour of the stadium at the Blocks Aspire to Dreams Gala hosted by Brian Taff of 6ABC. While we aspire to build, our students aspire to dream. Join us for the Blocks Gala on Thursday, May 5th at Lincoln Financial Field. Seats are limited, so reserve yours today at blocks.org slash gala. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour number two. National Football Show, your boy Big Sills. I am putting on my crown now. I am Howie Roseman. The king of Philadelphia. All my peasants bow before me. I will bring you Another Super Bowl. (laughs) Me. I've been entrusted 
for the fine folks of Philadelphia. All hail me and my subjects. I am the Messiah. No longer do you have to talk. Tommy McDonald, Chuck Bednarik. Oh no, I have brought you the Holy Grail. Me and me alone will deliver. I am the deliverer. I will take you out of bondage of a four-win season to the promised land again. <laughs> I threw that in. I don't know. It didn't make sense. It's all right. Hit the like button. Oh, no, man. Everyone's feeling good about themselves, man. Winning championships in May. It's good. I like it. Don't forget Kevin Colbert. The current general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers will be in hour number three at 5.30 Eastern time. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to hire Andy Waddell. They already blew out Casey, his brother. He must not have got, you know, the tap on the shoulder like Joe Douglas and Andrew Barry did. You may go. Go in peace. Yeah, mighty God almighty. Yes, oh my God. Carl, you can serve me? I'm Howie. You go to my temple known as Mount Lincoln Financial. There I will write the Beatitudes for the Philadelphia Eagles and give my sermon on the mound. Right there at Lincoln Financial. <laughs> well, September's right around the corner, homie. <laughs> hey, right? September's right around the corner. Yeah. No, no, no. AJ, I don't have a neck. <laughs> hey, right? I don't have a neck, dog. Hey, by the way, man, real quick before we move on, I want to get up to 22. You're right, Big Chris. You think you got the team there. Um, uh, hey, hey, so when do the Sixers play again? Do they play tonight? Are the Sixers playing tonight? Dude, man, are you – hey, may I ask you this? Are you really going to pay James Harden a four-year contract extension with a max deal of $56 million a year? Are you really going to – Daryl Morey might be fired because of what's happened here. D-Train, are you going to pay that guy $56 million per year? For the next four years, you're going to pay, that's his max deal. Daryl Morey promised him this. 56. And by the way, wait, wait, wait a minute, Taylor. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Didn't you guys give up draft choices for him too? Danny, wait a minute. Hey, man, 
wait a minute here. Guys, did you not give up draft, draft capital for him too? I thought there was some draft capital when it came to him too, not just sending Ben Simmons, right? So you got draft capital and you sent Simmons and the only thing you're getting in return is a potential four-year max deal at 56 per? Woo! Dude, the six, two first. So you gave up two first. A limited player doesn't have the drop back step any longer. Can't hit the perimeter shot like he did. And do you know he's taking 10 less shots than he did when he was in Houston? Dude averaged 22 shots. What's he at, 10? You're going to pay $56 million over the next four years per year. Oh, man, the Sixers are in trouble here with this deal. Two first-rounders, Seth Simmons and Drummond. Holy Jesus, criminy. Bro, that's a lot, man. Daryl Morey's ass is on the line for the... Hey, I don't know if Doc Rivers should be fired. Daryl Morey should be fired. If James Harden doesn't get them through until at least they get and beat back in games three or four, whatever it is, he should be fired. Dude, all those first-round draft choices, the players they gave up, and there's a max deal waiting for him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well run. <laughs> now, why the Sixers can't get out of their own way? It's been a train wreck in the front office for the last 20 years. You know, the only thing that the Sixers have had in the last 25 years is I Iverson. The rest of it, and Bede's great. And Bede and Iverson, the rest of it's been shit. <laughs> wow. And tanking. Good grief. Really, man. They're going to get bounced in this round. James Harden can't do it. Guy should be endorsing Krispy Kreme. I, I called the Sixers and said, hey, I got a friend of mine at Slim Fast. Maybe you could hook him up for games, you know, three and four. But David didn't want to have anything to do with it, man. They're trying to get him a White Castle uh, sponsorship. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's exactly what he needs. 18 more White Castles. Jesus, grimy. This guy eats like he's Jordan Davis. Let's go over here, man. Let me, I, I've been going over to Big Sills power rankings. And here, let me recap. Falcons 32, Texans 31, Panthers 30, Jets 29, Lions 28, Bears 27, Jags 26, Giants 25, Seahawks 24, Saints 23, and right, Chris, I got the Dolphins at number 22. Um, I think they've done a lot of work there. I really do. I think they've done a lot of work. I like the new coaching staff. Isn't it funny? Watch this. Even after the Brian Flores firing, eats like Zion, right, Chris? How about this? Okay. Tell me something here. Don't you feel better about the Dolphins today than you did prior to the Brian Flores firing? I mean, I, I thought it was a bad fire. 
But I feel better about the Dolphins today. Jonathan says, Dan Cilio is an emotional baby. Why did he come on my feed? I would ask you the same thing. Why are you on my show? You popped in. Remember, you come through the doorway. <laughs> I ain't pushing you in. Oh, my God. Jonathan. Oh, my God. Jonathan. Man, I pulled that guy in here. I made him come in here. Number 21. I got the Steelers here. Big Ben not being there. Dude, they have finally, they have finally, really, now, I think I've hit rock bottom here, the Steelers. Still be a 500 football team because that's how they are. But the Steelers right now, in my opinion, they got to figure out the quarterback position. Their O-line is being rebuilt. Their defense was one of the worst defensive groups they have had in Pittsburgh since 1954. Okay. Taylor, it's all good, man. Hey, Taylor. No, 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 Taylor. I like my haters in. Oh, no. Always, always invite the haters. Know this, Taylor. More haters watch the show than people actually who like the show because they want to know what I'll say next. And most of the people are the media people. The, the fans and the great sports fans, they don't give a shit about anything. Ashley, you're stupid as a rock. Eh. It's the media guys. They're the ones who've labeled me this and that. You guys never did. You guys never did. It's them. <laughs> Number 20. I think this answers. Yeah, they can, Jimmy. They can run the ball. They got a Hall of Fame coach, big pick, and they do. Okay? I think this answers the question, Xander. I got the Vikings at number 20. I want to see what the new coaching staff does. I want to see what the retool D-line does. Um, I think their offense is pretty formidable, but it takes a unit to win games. And I mean a complete unit. And I don't really think the Vikings have a complete unit. They got to get better in the pass rush. They've got to have a little bit better backer play. Okay, so the Vikings, to me, I think the Vikings, I think they have to show that they're a complete football team. Look, Jefferson, the other kid on the side, Dalvin Cook, Cousins, they can move the sticks. The problem is, is that people can move the sticks against the Vikings also. Okay, so I got the Vikings at number 20. This probably tells you a little bit more too. Number 19, I've got the Cardinals. Where are the Eagles? In this, and where are the NFC? Well, you already see the Giants are down at 25. I've got the Cardinals at 19. Some would say that's low. Where are you going to get a pass rush from? You let Chandler Jones go. J.J. Watt's just a dude now. Your defense is not all that hot. Now, look, you're formidable on offense. You get Hollywood Brown. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to DeAndre Hopkins. He's um, disputing the PED case against him Connor's pretty good football player but to me I still have question marks on the other side of the ball again and you're in a great division the NFC West so to me I got the Cardinals at 19 I got the Patriots at 18 um 
I think the Dolphins have closed the gap on them in the AFC East for second place. I do. I think the Patriots, they look like a solid football team, but don't the Patriots look like a 500 team? They're good on defense. They're good on offense, but they're not spectacular at anything. They used to be spectacular at third down. They're not any of that any longer. And the Bills destroyed him in the playoff game. I got the Raiders at 17. I Listen, it's probably too low here. The Raiders improved uh, Devontae Adams. How good are they going to be on defense? You know, their secondary still can't tackle. That's a football team, in my opinion, that still struggles on getting people on the ground. They got to get a little bit more out of the pass rush as well. 16, I got the Titans. Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year going into the playoffs. I'm going to say this. I think the loss of A.J. Brown will be a factor. Julio Jones is not there also. Uh, Derrick Henry's coming off an injury. Um, They're pretty good on pass rushing. I think they need to improve that a little bit more. Mike Vrabel's a hell of a coach. I love the coaching staff. I think this is a 10-win team. Derrick Henry goes off again. That moves up. At five, at 15, here, I got the Browns here at 15. This could go either way. If Deshaun Watson's not suspended, that team's going to be awful good. But I'm going to keep them kind of in the middle there at 15 because he may be suspended for eight games, six games, what have you. Um, it is really going to all depend on Deshaun and what happens with him. Number 14, I've got the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be much improved with Matt Ryan at quarterback. 1,800-yard Jonathan Taylor. Their defensive front seven is outstanding. Their old line's outstanding. I think they need another wideout on the other side. They addressed it in the draft. But to me, um, it's really going to come down with the play of Matt Ryan and if he can protect the football. If he protects the football... The Colts could be in the AFC championship game. Here we go. At number 13, in the Big Sills NFL power rankings, I got the Washington Commanders at 13. I think they're going to be much improved. The Penn State kid coming in on the other side, Terry McLaurin, they can run the ball. Their offensive line needs a little bit more improvement. Their defense is outstanding. It underachieved. They get Chase Young back. Um, I'm a fan of Ron Rivera. BF, their front office is a bunch of, it's a shit show. There's no getting around that. It's a shit show. Okay? I completely agree with you. But I think Ron Rivera has settled the waters there a little bit. And I think they're going to have a pretty decent season. Not great. And will it be enough for Carson to keep his gig? We'll see. At number 12, the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have probably had the worst offseason of any team in the NFL. Guard from Tulsa, you could have gotten a third. They lose an Esdrusher. They lose Amari Cooper's security blanket. Um, 
I, I just think that they have gone from being a top 10 team, top six team, now out of the top 10, okay? In my opinion, I think they've gone, I think they've completely, they've, they have been probably the team that has probably, um, that has probably regressed the most this offseason. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well as we go on here today. At number 11, the Philadelphia Eagles. I've got them just outside of the top 10 in the NFL. From where they were a year ago to being one team outside of the top 10 is pretty impressive. They've improved. They've added good players. There's a there's a good culture buzz. All kidding aside, there's a good culture buzz about the team. Now, again, Carl, Carl, hang on. Hang on, guys. You still have to find out if Jalen can play. You've got to find and then smile. That's that's hopeful thinking. That's a good point. 215 goes, where'd you rank them last year? I said that team wouldn't win five games. Where do you think I ranked them? I ranked them down at the bottom of the barrel, like 26th. So they've gone from like 26th a year ago in my power rankings to 11th. You show me another team that's got that improvement. That's a big time improvement. And it's all contingent on what they did last year and what they've done in the offseason. Oh, Xander goes like this. You had them at seven wins before last season. I've got the video. You guys want proof on that? So seven wins, put them at 26 probably for me. Okay? And now I got them 11th. Xander, you got that video? I had them at 26th, winning seven ball games. Now... I have them just a tick outside the top 10. Dude. Okay. Xander will look for that here. At number 10, I got the Ravens. Dude, he got a 37 and 12 quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Lamar's got to stay healthy, though. Lamar's got to stay healthy. Look, I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy here, but I got the 49ers ninth. Look, I think they're too good. They're just a good football team, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo's not going anywhere. Guys, I, I do not believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is going anywhere. And if that same team comes back, they were in the NFC Championship game. They've been in the NFC Championship game three of the four last years. How do you not? Dude, G... Why, what, what, well, why? What's, what's wrong? Okay. The Niners, the Niners beat the hell out of you last year. What are you talking about? The Niners went up to Green Bay and won. Now, if Debo Samuel's not on that team, that will change. But today he is. Okay. Today he is. Number eight, I got the Broncos. 
I think the addition of Russell Wilson, the Broncos probably did the best job in the offseason. Okay. And the the job that they did, they added Randy Gregory. What they did in the draft. Broncos have had a great offseason. I got them at eight. By the way, I think there's some pretty powerful teams. I got the Chargers at seven. Look at their additions. Look at what they did in the draft. And they get Derwin James back. Guys, Khalil Mack, what they did in the secondary, getting Mike Williams back, Justin Herbert. You know, I keep saying that they're my dark horse for um, going to the AFC Championship game, but I don't know if that's really a dark horse. I got the Bengals at six. Some would say that's maybe low. But I want to see the Bengals do it again. And now they've got new personnel in the offensive line. Okay? Do I think they're one-year wonders? No, I don't. I believe in Joe Burrow. I got the Bucks fifth. Too much talent there, plus Tom Brady. I got the Packers fourth. I know the loss of Devontae Adams. But do you guys know in the last 40 years, the Green Bay Packers have only drafted two wide receivers? They're kings at developing wideouts, just like in Pittsburgh. I got the Chiefs at three. I think they take a step backwards losing Tariq, but Juju Schuster I don't think is going to really fill that gap. I got the Bills number two. I debated on this. I think the Bills might have the best roster in the NFL. And the number one team, I got the Rams. Defending champs, all of that, okay? So Texans, 31. Falcons, 32. Panthers, 30. Jets, 29. Lions, 28. Bears, 27. Jags, 26. Giants, 25. Seahawks, 24. Saints, 23. Dolphins, 22. Steelers, 21. Vikings, 20. Cards, 19. Patriots, 18. Raiders, 17. Titans 16, Browns 15, Colts 14, Washington 13, Cowboys 12, Eagles 11. By the way, I have you as favorites to win the NFC East. Ravens 10, 49ers 9, Broncos 8, Chargers 7, Bengals 6, Bucks five, Packers four, Chiefs three, Bills two, Rams one. Now, just one thing here. I had the Eagles at 11. How many NFC teams do I have ranked ahead of them? 49ers. Bucks, Packers, Rams. I get you the fifth ranked team in the NFC. How am I off here? Okay. And someone asked the question earlier, Xander, do you have that? Last year, I predict the Eagles to win seven ball games. And I had you ranked around 26 or 27. Okay. And now after free agency and now after the draft, I have you 11th here. So to me, here's what I said a year ago.
My expectations on that team, I don't have any. But because they play in the NFC East, I don't know. Could they get lucky? Could another team, could Dak have another injury? Listen, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm I'm not Nostradamus here that is just going to rub a lamp and go, hey, what do you think happened, Sills? You know, if I knew that, I'd have the lottery numbers and the Powerball numbers, and I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd burn the bridges and go somewhere so I don't have to put up with pathetic people. Okay, so seven wins. They ended up winning two more, okay? They ended up winning two more. So for me to put them at 26th all the way to 11th, that's kind of – I mean, that's a pretty big improvement. It's got to be one of the biggest improvements of any team that we've talked about since last year, right? So, in my opinion, I think there's much improvement here. Hey, and by the way, no one knows what's going to happen with the 49ers. Could they be better than the 49ers? Maybe. But I don't think you're better than the Packers, and I don't think you're better than the Rams, and I don't think you're better than the Buccaneers, especially with Brady there. I just don't. I, I, I don't. So, and, and you know what? Some of the teams that did do the least in the offseason, I want to hit on some of those teams, okay? And some of the teams that are going to make drastic steps backwards. Also, somewhere in the show here, I got a great list. I love lists, just so you guys know. Um, NFL quarterback index from last year. Where do you think Jalen Hurts ranks? They just came out with the NFL quarterback index from last year's performance. How much do you think he improves? Maybe we'll hit on that first. We'll take a look at that. Please hit the like button. Don't forget, Kevin Colbert will join us in hour three at 530 Eastern. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on X. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Lincoln Financial Field is home to more than just our hometown team. It's a landing place for dreams. Invest in the future of our students from all over Philadelphia and get an exclusive tour of the stadium at the Block's Aspire to Dreams Gala, hosted by Brian Taff of 6ABC. While we aspire to build, our students aspire to dream. Join us for the Block's Gala on Thursday, May 5th at Lincoln Financial Field. Seats are limited, so reserve yours today at blocks.org slash gala. 
in Philadelphia. We celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. And I feel like Howie Roseman lately. Hang on here, man. Feeling like a Comanchero. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling like a Comanchero, man. Hey, Vato. Who you messing with? Who you messing with? Huh? <laughs> Who you messing with? I'm the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, man. See, I'm coming for you. (laughs) You know who I am? You know who I am. Okay? I ride with Wild Bill Roseman. The Philadelphia GM. Bad Momo. Yes, sir. I got ya. <laughs> hey, hey, I got ya. Yeah. Guys calling in, pretending they're Louie from South Philly. GM telling the morning guy over at WIP, trust the process. It's going to be some season, man. Dear God, can you please make them hard knocks? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, what the? You know what's up? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeff, I only wish. Hey, Don. Okay. Smokey the Bear. No, no, no. Hey, <laughs> Viet Cong, you guys are horrible, man. <laughs> what? Jesus. They're going like this, silly. Oh, you look like some, some hobo from Saigon. I'm like, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> yeah, man. And no, hey, wait. I'm feeling like Tom Brady. You know, you go up like this or go down here. I feel like a rock star like Howie. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm having fun too. Like, hey, the Eagles can have fun, can I? <laughs> Rubber bands in the goatee like Albano. That's a good take, dog. Uh, right? Right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. YMC. No, no, no. BF. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. Hey, by the way, make sure you tell Baird Brooks on Cinco de Mayo happy birthday. What a better. Could you have a better day than to have your birthday on Cinco de Mayo? Baird Brooks' birthday is on Cinco de Mayo. I think I'm going to have a couple tequilas in honor. <laughs> uh, or no, margaritas. I'm going to have a couple margaritas in his honor. Right? Dan, you look like a Bucks fan, man. No. Right? Holy cow. Xander's is the 10th. Be drunk all week. I got you. I got the process. Yeah. I'm going to fire everybody in the personnel department so I get all the glory. Because I'm a glory hound. Fired the coach. Fired the quarterback. Fired the guy who won the game. Traded his ass. (laughs) Now I'm going to get rid of everybody in the personnel department. It's all me. I did this. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, Booza. Man, Sills. Sills going crazy. Going? Going? Homie, I don't think you know who I am. Do you what do you know who I am? Do 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 you know who I am? Do, do you know who I am? Okay. <laughs> All right. Hot off the presses. I loved list. Okay. <laughs> Sills, you look like you're about to spray Roundup on my neck. Uh, right? Hey, love from Denmark, man. Dude, your chicks are smoking there, and I hear you could smoke pot out in your coffee shops. Is that true? You guys could just light it up right there on your coffee uh, your coffee places. Is that right? Right? Just start smoking some ganja right there, right? I think Copenhagen, you can do that too. Time to light the kids in the basement and go for some drinks at my favorite bar. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, right, huh? All right, let me go here. NFL quarterback index off of last year's play. Where do you think your boy Jalen ranks? Here's the 32 rankings for the quarterbacks from last year's play. I think you'll be shocked. QB index takes everything into account: yards, games, win, everything. Okay, and this is how they evaluate your play from last year. I think you're going to be surprised about Jalen. The worst quarterback in the league last year was Zach Wilson from the Jets. 31 was Sam Darnold. 30 was Trevor Lawrence. 
29 was David Mills. 28 was Justin Fields. 27 was Tyler Heineke. 26, Big Ben. 25, Daniel Jones. 24, Baker Mayfield. 23, Jared Goff. Off the play of the 2021 season, this is the NFL quarterback index. Number 22, Tua Viola. Number 21, Jameis Winston. Number 20, Carson Wentz. Number 19, Teddy Bridgewater. Number 18, Jimmy Garoppolo. Number 17, Mac Jones, quarterback, Patriots. Rookie year, not bad. Number 16, Matt Ryan. Falcons. Number 15, Jalen Hurts. Jalen, middle of the road quarterback last year. First year starting. Let's get back to that in a minute. Let's finish it up. And it's going to go into the next guy I mentioned here. Lamar Jackson, 14. Kirk Cousins, 13. Russell Wilson, even injured, 12. Tannehill, 11. Derek Carr, 10. Prescott, 9. Stafford, 8. Kyler Murray, 7. Josh Allen, 6. Mahomes, 5. Burrow, 4. Justin Herbert, 3. Rodgers, 2. Brady, 1. So Jalen Hurts, with the 2021 production that he put up with the NFL quarterback index, which just came out a couple weeks ago, is the 15th-ranked quarterback from last year's season. Let's put this out there. Here it is. You think Jalen Hurts has Lamar Jackson upside or not? You think he can be as good as Lamar Jackson? Tannehill is a microwave diapers. I don't care what anyone says. Hey, they did win a bunch of games after week eight with Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback. Okay? Derrick Henry wasn't on the field for nine games, and they were the number one seed in the AFC, a very stacked AFC. So Tannehill wasn't just a dude. They ran the ball by committee for half the season. Vaselli says no. GT says yes. Big Chris, 3,100 yards. Smile, no. GT, yes. Taylor, yes. Hertz is not Lamar. He will have to do better than Jackson. No, Lamar is better. 
Chuck says, yes, maybe better with the weapons he has now. Fair. And a better defense too, right, Chuck? A better defensive football team. Look, here, here, I look, guys. Tony says, Hertz has only started 20 freaking games. Give the man of hey Tony, I hate that take. The man's only start. Do you need 20 looks to find out whether or not a chick's smoking or not? Did you need 20 games to go Joe Burrow's great or Justin Herbert or Josh Allen? Did you need 20, 20 games for that? Did you need 60 games to really find out Baker Mayfield sucks? Dude, when don't let your eyeball test, which is the most important test, fail you. I didn't need, when I saw Justin Herbert throw the football, I was like, hey, Chris, he was erratic at first. But then the next season, he won the MVP award. So that's what you're saying. Jalen Hurts is going to win the most valuable player award, and he's going to lead his football team to a 14-2 and record. That's what he did. So it would have to be 15 and two. You think that Jalen Hurts is going to be what Lamar Jackson did in his second year starting, leading the NFL in touchdown passes, going 15 and two, and rushing for 1,100 yards and being the most valuable player. That's what you see with Jalen Hurts in his second year. Really? Hmm. Okay. Justin Herbert with his two Pro Bowl receivers. Do you really look at Justin Herbert and go, the receivers are making that quarterback? Do you see the way that kid throws the ball? Are you, you're, you're kidding, right? You think Jalen Hurts has the same upside as Justin Herbert's arm? He has never in his life displayed that. Jalen Hurts in his entire career has done what? He's displayed inaccuracy and not being able to throw the deep ball. But now you guys think he's going to be Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert? Where do you get that from? Where in the world do you get that from? Where have you seen that? Jimmy says that Jalen is faster than he looks. Who cares how fast he is? Who cares? Tom Brady and Peyton Manning couldn't jump over a stack of dimes. I don't care how fast they are. How fast they are. Every time somebody says that to me, well, you know, Justin Fields ran a 4-3. You know, it's one of the things that people said when I came on Jacob Media last year. I won't name any names. You know, the kid ran a 4-3 at the combines. I'm like, so what? I'm not looking for a track star. I'm looking for a quarterback, and he ain't it. Matthew Stafford, another guy, another another speed demon. Look at all the really great quarterbacks. Is Brady fast? No. Rodgers doesn't really run all that much, but he moves around in the pocket a lot. Okay? Justin Herbert can run. Joe Burrow, they don't want him to run. Patrick Mahomes, they don't want him. Hell, they don't even want that guy doing quarterback sneaks anymore. 
Josh Allen hit away from a disaster in Buffalo. Remember I said that. But you know what? They got the kid cooked now, right? The running back. GT goes, Hertz will throw for 3,900 yards and 750 yards rushing and 20 touchdowns, 30 touchdowns combined. Let's see what he says on the 39. Let me go here. Let me go here, 39. Let's take a look at it. What would you say, 3,900? 3,900. 3,900 divided by 17. Throwing for 229 yards a game. That ain't it. Okay, 229 yards a game. You think it's going to be effective enough for them to keep this guy as a starting quarterback for the next five years in Philly, and you're going to pay him $45 million. Are you really going to pay a guy that his passing average is 220 yards a game? Come on, man. $45 million. Remember, he's going into his final season. Wait, I think he's got two more. He's going into one, then he'll be going into his final year. He's got this year, then a final year. You truly think, okay, wait a minute, Chris. 270 yards a game. That sounds like the league average. 270. Shit, Chris. That's 45.90. You think Jalen Hurts at 270 yards over a 17-game season is going to go from 3,100 yards to 45.90? Almost 4,600 yards? <laughs> okay. Woo, boy. 45 million pesos. Hey, right? Man. I'm asking. I'm asking. Since he got most of his stats in garbage time. Chris, I'll take 4,500 yards, 4,600 yards passing. I'll put this out there to you. If Jalen Hurts gets 4,600 yards passing this season, he'll have 35 touchdowns. The Eagles will win 14 ball games. They'll be in the NFC Championship game, and they'll roll everyone. 4,600 yards? Yeah. YG are negative? Okay, YG. YG says I'm being negative. What do you, what do you expect him to do this year? And I'll go with it. Tell me. He had 3,100 yards passing and 16 touchdowns. Tell me. Let's see what that came out to. Okay. How many games did he play? 15 last year? Okay. He threw for 206 yards a game. Did he play 15? I think he missed the last game and he got hurt for the Jets game, right? Didn't Gardner Minshew play that? Am I right when I say that? 
I think he missed two guys. I think he played 15 ball games, which is good, man. Had to have surgery at the end of the year, but. So Jalen Hurts threw the ball for 206 yards passing per game. Okay. YG. Is it negative to point that out? If we're talking about improving contract extensions, you know, YG brings a great point up because when we start talking like this, it comes off negative. But when you start talking about LeBron James and you're comparing him to Michael Jordan and you're talking about that, it comes off negative because you're comparing with greatness. If you want me to compare Jalen Hurts to other quarterbacks in the NFL, okay, and guys who are getting their teams in position to win a Super Bowl, shouldn't we be doing that? Or do you want to put a guy on a GI Bill? Or do you want to put a guy on a layaway program where you're sitting around here for the next three years, picking your nose, waiting to see what the kid can do? Or don't you want to find out now? This has got nothing to do with being negative. This has everything to do with finding out whether or not Jalen Hurts can be the guy. And by the way, watch this. Are we hoping he succeeds? Who wouldn't be? He's got all the other intangibles that everyone loves in the city. Why wouldn't you want to hope for a kid who's gone through what he's gone through to be successful? You, you, you take this wrong, guy. You're the person that doesn't really like conflict or doesn't like to really look at people on how to get better. What, do you want to be told everything is sunshiny every day? That's great, but not in the NFL. You fall in like with your players, not in love with your players. Okay, I mean, this is about winning ball. This is about the green and white. This isn't about Jalen Hurts. Is Jalen the guy? Yes or no? If he's not, get him out. That's what the league is. And if that's too cold for you, I'm giving you the stark reality of what the NFL is all about. Production. Plain and simple. It's got nothing to do with good guy, bad guy. That was the case Aaron Rodgers would have been replaced two years ago. YG, if I'm coming off like I'm hollering at you, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm really not, I swear to you. I want to debate here. You, you expect, okay, hey. The, but, but you know what, YG, when you start with this, Jalen's a good guy. He's fast. He's a really hard worker. I don't care. It's the NFL. I'm not going to give you kudos for something that you should already be doing. It's like thanking me for not robbing a bank. You know, I mean, you work hard. Well, you're in the NFL. You're a starting quarterback in the league. He is really awesome with his teammates. Great. Again, that's not a backslap. He works hard. So does every other 53 guy on the team. That's not what this is. That's not negative. Those are expectations. Those are what people expect players to have and do and are. Don't give a player kudos for things that got him there. 53 other guys do the same thing Jalen Hurts does. They work hard. They're good teammates. They try hard. They're coachable. All of that. Great. And when get this. When you say this. I'm coachable. I'm a good listener. I work hard. 
You call those intangibles? You know what I call those? Non-athletic intangibles. You don't have to be an athlete to be on time. You don't have to be an athlete to be in shape and work hard. You don't have to be an athlete to be coachable. It has nothing to do with ability. It makes it easier to like the guy versus not like the guy. All those things that we said, I tell my daughter that all the time. For you not to be in shape, like when you, that's what probably aggravates me the most about James Harden. It takes no athleticism to be in shape. It just takes desire and want and will to be in shape. That guy has no desire to be in shape. That's on him. You're too fat to go up and down the court for 48 minutes. Boy, LeBron James is going into his 20th year next year, and he's still one of the top five players in the game. LeBron would tell you, hey, same thing with Brady. Give you credit for being in shape. Screw that. Give you credit for being coachable. Screw that. Give you credit for being a good teammate. What? What are we doing here? Well, how the hell did you make it to the league? Because you're a good dude? Vaselli goes like this. Sills, do you think they'll run the ball as much as they did last year? No, I don't. I think they'll run it more effectively. Now with A.J. Brown, you don't have to run the ball 30 times a game. You need to be around four and a half for play action. You know what you need to start doing? Hey, you guys, hey, you guys want to help Jalen Hurts? Get that screen game going. Hey, am I right? How many screen passes? How many screen passes did you see last year out of that offense? Did he not struggle with that play? That screen pass? Dude, you want to help your quarterback out if he can't spot single coverage? Get it to the backs. Brady's made a career out of that. I mean, he's made he's made a career out of th- – look at the running backs, the Danny Woodheads of the world, the Sony Michels, all those guys, man. They went intermediate pass to the back, then they went tight end, then they went over the top. That's how Brady beats people. Brady is not a plus 25 passer. The only time in his career he ever was is when he had Randy Moss, and they didn't win a Super Bowl with Moss. You want to help? Hey, you want to get that number up to four thousand? Help a screen game out. Screen game will help play action, and you may open up single coverage on your perimeter, and your tight end may actually become a major component in your passing attack. Should they sign Landon Collins? No, they're doing the right things, man. No. All right, let's do this. Hour three's coming up, and Kevin Colbert, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, just concluded his final draft with the Steelers. They're looking for a replacement. And the word is that Andy Waddell from the Eagles interviewed. Is he going to be your one of the top candidates to take the Steeler gig? I'm going to ask him flat out. I may even ask him the first question. 
Kevin Colbert will join us at 5.30 Eastern time. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Lincoln Financial Field is home to more than just our hometown team. It's a landing place for dreams. Invest in the future of our students from all over Philadelphia and get an exclusive tour of the stadium at the Block's Aspire to Dreams Gala, hosted by Brian Taff of 6ABC. While we aspire to build, our students aspire to dream. Join us for the Block's Gala on Thursday, May 5th at Lincoln Financial Field. Seats are limited, so reserve yours today at blocks.org slash gala. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Checking to make sure we get the uh, email over to Kevin Colbert. He just texted me back, so we will. Xander just um, just sent you a text message for Kevin Colbert's email address, and we will have him at the bottom of the hour. The general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There seems to be some conversation going on. By the way, I really love the fact that you guys. Um, you, you, you like the hat. I want to take it off because Kevin will think I'm a dope. Then again, Kevin thinks I'm a dope anyway. Hey, real quick, the general manager, my relationship with the general manager of the Steelers, Kevin Colbert, you guys are going to love this. 
Um, I'm going to reset everything here in a second. By the way, it's the final time that Kevin Colbert will be involved in a draft for the Steelers who have been with the Ravens, one of the greatest organizations um, when it comes to drafting. They, they're so good at it. They're so good at it. And I don't know, maybe Kevin will take another gig. He'll take a consulting job or what have you. I, I, I find it hard. He's just going to leave um, the NFL after so many decades and so many years of being involved in it. Um, let me say this to you. This is how I build relationships up, guys. Okay? You're going to love this. Um, when I was in Detroit, I had to go to the World League. Okay? By the way, he's got Alfredo Roberts on the staff now who played with me at Miami. He's got uh, Carl Dunbar, the defensive line coach who played with me in the world league. So many people in that organization that I've known. And I know the Roonies very well. Uh, just really a great organization. A, lo a lot to be said about how they've run and how they've done their business. Um, I had a really great year. I get this guys. I don't know if I've told you this, but I almost died. I would say in 1989, I caught meningococcal meningitis when I was at the Cowboys. Paralyzed me. I was in a wheelchair for two months. I was in a hospital for two months. I was getting intravenous. 78% of the people that get this die. I almost died. My girlfriend, now my wife, I fainted right in front of her. And she had to carry me to the emergency room. I get into the emergency room. They did a biopsy right on me there. They quarantined me and put me in a room. You know those bags? I had contagious disease. I had meningitis. I was laying there, and they were thinking I was going to die. My grandparents, my aunt, everybody was terrified. My just-girlfriend carried me there. She's 120 pounds. And I'm laying there. I was in a wheelchair for a long for a month. I couldn't walk. Remember, I bench pressed 535. I squatted like 700 pounds. You're talking about, dude, I had so many bad things happen for my NFL career. I was on my way to making the Cowboys. Then I got sick. Then I got hurt. And it was just never meant to be. It was just never meant to be. It's okay. I went on and played, you know, because I loved the game. But it was so close, man. You know, I think back on that now. I'm so thankful to God. But um, doctor came in. There were last rites stuff. I'm like, what is this? I feel my girlfriend, my wife is looking at me going, no, 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 no. The nurses were shocked because I'm sitting in there. I haven't lost any weight. You have meningitis? I go, yeah. 
they're like, well, you look healthy as I go. Yeah, I know. I, so it took me four years. Maniac. It was scary. I've been with my wife 30 years since that time. 33 years. She carried me to the emergency room. I've collapsed right there as I walked into the hospital. The nurses and the doctors carried me to the emergency room. I was out. They thought I was dying. I was. By the grace of God, everyone got me better. Yeah, <laughs> Xander goes like this. Either they had a bulldozer pick you up or they had 21 doctors must have picked your ass up. Right? It's a true story, though. It's a true story. And so for four years, I was out of football. Four years, I'm out of football thing I love the most, you know, I'm just out of it. Finally, I get a call from Galen Hall and I get a call from Kevin Colbert. Hey, once you try the world league man. he goes, dude, you're only 29. I said, I'm 30. He goes, all right, try it. Just just try it. Galen Hall was the coach of Florida Gators. I played against them. Tracy Rocker was on the team, and uh, Carl Dunbar, who's the D-line coach of the Steelers. Tracy, obviously, with the um, Eagles. And I said, all right. Man, I've been out of ball four years. I get on the practice field. Hey, my first practices, guys. Get this, man. <laughs> I'm like this. Next day, man, I'm sitting there about three days in. Kalen Hall taps me on the shoulder. He goes, how you doing? I said, man, I don't know. It's in Orlando, hot as hell. I'm aching. And just right before the practices and the two-a-day started, my body got loose. And I was like, all right, push through it. And I kept getting better and better and better and better every day. Then Jim Washburn, who went on to become a great D-line coach in the NFL, he was coaching the Monarchs D-line is that Dan Cilio? Holy shit. Galen looked over. And I had Willie White who played at Alabama. Um, Carl played at LSU, played at Miami. We had a couple other guys on the team too. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Lions, they designate me. I became property of the Lions, like Scott Mitchell did. And um, I go through 12 games. I'm second team all world league. Um, I great season I had. I go up to the Lions. I start every game. Rick Spielman's there. Kevin Colbert's there, and Ron Hughes is the general manager of the team. And Wayne Fonts is the head coach. The Lions were pretty good. They made it to the NFC Championship game that year. And I start every game. Chris Spielman's behind me. I've got Mark Spindler on the team with me. I mean, we're really good. Jerry Ball's the starter. So I get there, man, and they knock on my door. Ron Hughes goes, don't hit me. And get this, Kevin Colbert's with him. Dude, we don't want you to go. 
go to Wayne's office right now. Go to Wayne's office. I said, this mother, he cut me. Are you kidding? Go, no, we don't want you. Lamar doesn't want you to leave. We want you. I walk into Wayne's office. Wayne goes, I'll tell you what, we'll keep you around for a couple weeks. But Lawrence Pete's my guy. We drafted him and, you know. So they kept me around. They had me active for a couple weeks. So I got credited for the season. But then they cut me. And years later, man, I think I've told you this. My wife was so pissed off at Wayne Fonts. We were at a Buccaneer. um, We were at a Buccaneer alumni event. (laughs) And, man, she goes, hey, one of the worst mistakes I ever made was cutting Dan. That guy got up. And as soon as he walked away, and I know he heard it, she goes like this. Fuck that guy. I sat there, put my hands over my head. Rich McKay went like this as well. We all shook our head. My wife was so pissed. She goes, don't let him give you coach talk like that. It was hilarious. My point is that's how I became friends with Kevin Colbert because Kevin Colbert learned under the tutelage of Ron Hughes. And that's how we've been friends all these years. And every single time I've ever had a chance to talk with him, he's always – he was on last year, right, uh, Xander? I think we had Kevin on maybe twice last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think we had him on last year, and Kevin was just great with us. And this is his final draft with the Steelers, who, as I told you, is one of the absolutely best drafting organizations in all of the NFL. And so I can't wait to have an opportunity with him, but – yeah, man, I went I went 13 games in the World League, and I went another four, 13, 14, 15, 16. I had played 17 games, man. I got to the final week, man. I was like, holy cow, man. I'm almost glad I'm a backup here. I had played so much football that year. Man, I was really good. So we'll have him, and there's rumors that Andy Waddell could become the new general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's interviewed for the job. He's the director of personnel for the Philadelphia Eagles as we speak. You know, I I started the show out with a comment that Ryan Tannehill made. You think Fletcher Cox and Javon Hardgrave owe it to Jordan Davis to develop and mature him. Yeah, I'm I'm going to ask him about Andy Waddell. I am. Okay, I am going to. There's no question I'm going to. You think those two players owe it to Jordan Davis to help him become an NFL player? Yes or no? You think they owe it to him? Matt Hatter says no. Paul says, oh, was it? Hey, um, Paul, what did Seth say? I'd, I'd be curious. What did Seth say? Future. I don't think those two players owe him anything except respect, like you said, and being a good teammate. And if he asks a question, you should help him. Like, ask him. Okay? They don't owe it. 
If they do it, cool. But if they don't, okay. No, but they should. Really? So you want people to take someone, you, would you like someone taking your job? Eric says, yes. Eric, you'd like someone taking your job? Seth said he was asked to train people and he did. They owe it to the game. Huh? I think the game owes them. It's funny. The only thing you owe to game is to give your best effort. Be the best possible teammate you can be. Love the city you're playing. Represent the colors you're playing in. Not one deserves more than the other. Like Favre did to Rodgers. So you think that a guy should help someone take money out of your bank account and take your job. You would allow someone to do that to you and your profession? Kelsey was asked to train Cam. Kelsey's playing one more year. Hargrave's not playing one more year. He's got a couple more years left, and he's making $12.7 million. So he should risk his job for Jordan Davis. Again, why? Because it's the right thing to do. <clears throat> Interesting. Fletcher has $100 million in the bank. Yeah, well, if you think that Fletcher Cox is playing football right now with $100 million in the bank because of money when you have $100 million in the bank, dude, football is something you do because you love it. You love football. You have to love it. You have to be in love with it. It's our true love. Your wife, the sacrifices, your kids. Football takes every single bit of your being from you. You put pieces of your body all over the country. You sacrifice going to your kid's graduation. You do everything. For the game. The game wants everything from you. And if you're not willing to give it, they'll kick you out of it. It's not casting checks and kissing cheerleaders. Playing football is something you you are vested in every single thing in your life. Look at Brady. Brady's got eight hundred million dollars in the bank. You think he came back for another $30 million? <laughs> or do you think Brady came back for the love of the game? Think Brady came back because he likes his name in the headlines? Come on, man. It's called leadership. Look, man, I'm not going to not help the kid. If he asks me, I'll help him. You know the number one thing rookies should do? Gravitate to a vet veteran guy. Follow him around and learn. Shut your hole and learn what it takes to be a pro. A couple questions here, as long as you're not in the way on game preparation, it's all good. 
You want a little bit extra reps if I feel that you're really putting it in? Dude, do you know that I don't have a night where I don't wake up every three hours? Do it again, too. I'm not crying about it. Not crying about it. At all. Not crying. But I don't, I don't sleep straight through like most people. I wake up every three hours. Okay? It's what it is. It's not a... I can't run any longer but I do it again all right I want to get to Kevin Colbert we're going to get to him do me a favor please hit the like button we're going to ask him all these questions Andy Waddell what's next what was it like working for the Steelers their draft truly one of the great general managers over the last 20 years in the National Football League has been Kevin Colbert with the Steelers owner of multiple Super Bowl rings Barrett Brooks even worked for him. We'll talk to the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kevin Colbert, next. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on can Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Lincoln Financial Field is home to more than just our hometown team. It's a landing place for dreams. Invest in the future of our students from all over Philadelphia and get an exclusive tour of the stadium at the Blocks Aspire to Dreams Gala, hosted by Brian Taff of 6ABC. While we aspire to build, our students aspire to dream. Join us for the Blocks Gala on Thursday, May 5th at Lincoln Financial Field. Seats are limited, so reserve yours today at blocks.org slash gala. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. 
Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show with your boy, Big Sills. Hey, don't forget, still this week to come, we're going to have Keith Jackson, Keith Byers on with us, and we'll talk to the former Eagle greats and get their spin on what they see with the direction of the football team, the chances that they have this coming season in the 2022 year for them to be able to go on. By the way, I'll even ask Kevin Colbert what he thinks of Jalen Hurts, last general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and get his spin on what he thinks of the quarterback and how well he's done since his second round evaluation. Remember something GMs had him somewhere in the second and third round when he was coming out of Oklahoma. And so to see what he's done, I'd be interested to see what another organization is. Kevin's getting ready to pass the baton to somebody and he's going to be involved in the process of finding the new general manager uh, for the team. If I'm not mistaken, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they do not they do not change out general managers too, like often. I think Neil Donahue was the guy before Kevin, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know how many years Neil was there. And Kevin's been there a boatload of years. And I've said this to you. One of the absolutely greatest statistics in all of professional sports, especially professional football, is the Steelers' record of only having three head football coaches since 1969. I can't think there's been a lot of general managers in Pittsburgh since 1969. Remember something, the Roonies and Chuck Knoll did a lot of that work to build the 70 Steelers, Okay. Chuck had a lot to do with the personnel. That 74 draft, when they drafted all those Hall of Famers, I mean, Chuck had a lot to do with that in setting the formula of what it was going to be to draft and evaluate players in Pittsburgh. So Chuck was there for a long time, and then I think Neil Donahue took over, and then Kevin Colbert ended up, I believe, I don't know if there was another name that was in, um, that was in, the middle of the hire to get Kevin Colbert as GM of the Steelers. But three coaches since 1969. Think about that for a minute. All the turnover you've seen. Look at how many coaches that you've had in Los Angeles with the Lakers over the last 10 years. Look at how many coaches you've had in Dallas since Jerry Jones has bought the team. Prior to Jones buying the team, The Dallas Cowboys had one coach for 29 years, and it was Tom Landry. Now look at all the coaches that have gone through Dallas since Jerry's owned the team. I mean, it is not something that you see often. And that's the one thing, in my opinion, that the Steelers have created over the years has been the stability. And you know what else, too? You never see Pittsburgh really dabbling too much in free agency. That's not what they do. They want players to get to their second contracts. They just love that. And it's been, I think, the gold standard when it comes to 
drafting players and evaluating players has been the Steelers. I think the Ravens are right in that conversation. I think Ozzie Newsom has taken a lot before he left and poured the cement in what Baltimore does. They land on a lot of great guys. But again, like I said, I mean, I'm going to ask Kevin Colbert here in a second, but it had to be Chuck. No, I don't know who the GM was with Chuck. It had to be the Roonies. That 74 draft is legendary. Then they had the legendary Neil Donahue who was in there. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Kevin took over for him. And I'm just wondering how many GMs that they've had since 1969. A man who called his final draft and has built one of the great scouting departments in all of the National Football League is my friend Kevin Colbert. And he joins us right now here on the National Football Show. Kevin, was there somebody between you and Neil? Uh, are you talking about Tom Donahue? Tom Donahue. Excuse me, Tom Donahue. Yes, Tom was, um, you know, I succeeded Tom here after his successful career. And then prior to that in the 70s, I heard you referencing that. It was Art Rooney Jr. Art Rooney was um, the late Dan Rooney's brother, and he was one of the chief's sons as well. So Art, you know, constructed the, the personnel department back then along with, um, you know, he had the great Bill Nunn and Dick Haley and, Tom Modrak was part of that, and uh, it was a great it was a great group. And obviously, they did. I heard you mention that seventy four draft class with four Hall of Famers drafted and one signed as a free agent. Um, that's going to be a hard one to duplicate because uh, that was special. Kevin, it's amazing though. So you're telling me there's really only been two general managers in Pittsburgh since nineteen sixty nine. No, again, we never had the general manager role. Um, we kind of switched that about halfway through my tenure, and the reason we did it was so I could get a better seat in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the director of football operations. I don't know if they didn't if I operated the elevator or what, but it was um, there was been three people in that position um, since Coach Noel. You had mentioned Coach Noel and, and Coach Cower and Coach Tomlin, so. Um, there's been three head coaches in that era as well. So I think it speaks to the stability of this this organization, I think, is pretty unique in pro sports. What's it been like being the Steeler general manager and constructing a football team for both Coach Cower and for Coach Tomlin? I mean, it's got to be one of the crowning achievement jobs that anybody can land being a general manager or a head of personnel there in Pittsburgh. You know what, Dan? It's been, um, you know, having grown up, you know, five minutes from the stadium, it was a little surreal for the most part, you know, when you're working with the, the, the greats like Bill Nunn and, and Coach Tomlin and, and Coach Cower, but even having Joe Green as part of our staff for nine years after Joe got out of coaching, you, you never took it for granted, but boy, you look back on it now and say, wait, I was surrounded by some great folks. I mean, in a, in a given scouting meeting, uh, we would have had Bill Nunn, uh, we would have had Coach LeBeau. We would have had Russ Grimm. We could have had Joe Green um, and Mr. Rooney popping his head in. And by the way, we might have been talking about Troy Palomalu. So sometimes when you're involved in it, I know you don't you don't get a chance to think about it. But later on, maybe we'll reflect on how fortunate we've been. Kevin, who's the biggest influence in your life? You've worked also with Ron Hughes, who I just have nothing but the greatest respect for and I love the man too. I mean, there's been so many people in your life, in your career. Um, who who has been, or has it been a collection of men? 
it's been a collection along the way, um, men and women. You know, we all have great women behind us as well. And my wife, Janice, has been a huge part of that. But, you know, you mentioned Ron, and, and Ron was, was my high school coach. And, you know, huh. one of the best things, you know, he gave me my start in scouting because he, after he watched me play, he said, hey, you might be better off sitting on the side watching. <laughs> but, you know, Ron got me into – the, you know, the high school coaching world and, and continue to follow him into the, the pro scouting world. Um, but there's been great guys I've, I've been able to touch base with. I had some brothers that worked in football. Uh, you know, you mentioned Bill Nunn, Art Rooney Jr. Um, there's been so many, Dan. It's hard. But, you know, if I was to pick one person outside of a family member, it was certainly Ronnie because, again, he, he gave me a chance as a high school player and then when I moved into college you know I was a baseball player because Robert Morris didn't have football and thank God they didn't because I was a better baseball player than football <laughs> but Ron got me started in 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 the scouting world uh coming out of um uh actually when I was at the community college of Allegheny County so Ron was big and you know unfortunately he passed away but he continued to influence me up until the point he passed Kevin is this it is it a is it a is it a respite for you? Will you be involved with the organization still? What's next for Kevin Colbert? Are you still trying to unravel that? Yeah, we are. I mean, we've left the book. You know, we've left the door open. Myself, uh, Art Rooney, and then Coach Coach Tomlin. When we did this, when I decided to step aside, we did it with the understanding that maybe I could have a role. But the one thing I don't want to do, Dan, is interfere with whoever is next. If there's a way that I can help and not hinder, then maybe. Uh, we're just going to leave it open and, and let them make that decision on who's next. And like I said, if there's a spot and a, a positive way to contribute, great. If not, it might be time just to move on into whatever the next phase of life is. Are you going to be involved in the process of finding your replacement? I was up until, um, you know, we interviewed 16 folks and, you know, Art hadn't done that for the last 22 years. So I, I had a better handle on who who he should talk to than he did. And he respected that. And he interviewed the folks that I had recommended. Um, he'll pare that down and then he'll conduct the interviews from this point forward, uh, along with Coach Tomlin, because, Again, I wouldn't, uh, if I don't have a permanent role, I don't think I should be involved in that decision. And, and we all agree on that. I'll ask you a tough one here. Did you recommend Andy Waddell? Oh, yeah. Andy, you know, Andy was actually our first intern um, when I got into Pittsburgh. He had worked for Tom Donahoe as the Steeler intern, and he was only with us for a week because the internships end after two years and he had just finished. He was coming to the end of his second year. So I've known Andy forever. He's done a really nice job helping Howie Roseman with the Eagles over the last two years. They really landed on some really good picks. We kind of covered the Eagles a little bit here now. And, you know, with a recommendation like yourself here, he seems to have a really good keen eye for talent. He does. And, you know, all the guys that we interviewed, um, they were they they had a background in in pro scouting and college scouting and um, if they weren't with the Steelers, uh, we we again I just tried to give them ideas about who who the right folks might be and that was the criteria we looked for and Andy certainly fit that role. You know, let, let me get into the modern draft on what you just did. And my I heard this line and you know I thought about it for a minute and I said really you know maybe there is something to it. 
have the Steelers always shied away usually from the pit kids? Because again, I mean, Marino was in the back room there. He's right there. You guys watched him on a daily basis. He didn't have the greatest senior year. I think people always missed that. He threw for like 19 interceptions his senior year, and he didn't really play all that hot that year. They went nine and three previous years. They were 11 and one. So you kind of got that a little bit, but there hasn't been a real focus on the Steelers. Is that because you didn't want to have pressure on the local kids or was it just, just the way the cards fell? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, when we interview the local guys, we talk about going from the, you know, being a Pitt Panther to being a Pittsburgh Steeler. You're still in the Pittsburgh market, but your, your demographic changes. Um, all due respect, they, you know, it changes. Uh, it's more focused on um, a championship of a Super Bowl caliber, not that Pitt doesn't focus on that ACC and national championship each and every year, but it's just a difference from college to pro, and, and they understand that. Um, the thing we talk about all the time is maybe we're too critical because when these young players come in next door, we watch them grow from the freshman year through whenever they decide to enter the league. And part of that, um, part of that growth is you see them when they weren't so good. And, you know, sometimes we say, you know, the other, the other young men that we, that we scout, we watch them usually in their last one year or their last two years sometimes. And you don't, we don't see them as freshmen. So we're not as, is is hard to convince you know kenny pickett we watch grow from an incoming freshman to a, a sophomore that was just getting his feet wet into a heisman trophy trophy candidate who helped them win the acc so um, there was comfort in that but again sometimes sometimes we overanalyze yeah you're kind of too close to it a little bit and now from what i understand you guys are like in the same building. I mean, it's like four steps to the left where he goes like the pit facilities here, the Steeler facilities here. I mean, that's kind of a wild thing. What sold you on him though? Was it what you just said that you saw this leap like from where he was here and you saw the leap here and then you see what potentially could be even more here. And I got to tell you, Kev, what you've done is here, you've left a parting gift the same way Ozzie Newsom left a parting gift in Baltimore for Lamar Jackson. This is kind of like, kind of almost the same kind of thing. What what sold you on him at the end? You know, Kenny, I mean, he had a good senior season, right? Um, but then that super senior season when he could come back and really take that next step in, in Coach Whipple's offense, uh, you know, a pro schematic um that it's a little easier to identify that quarterback coming out of a pro schematic than it may be uh, a non-traditional pro schematic. Not to say those, those young men can't be NFL quarterbacks. It just may take them a little bit longer. So watching Kenny develop, and, and again, he was a prospect as a, as a senior, but as a super senior, uh, he took that next step, and it was almost like he had his rookie season at the University of Pittsburgh, and he grew – and we were very comfortable. You know, I don't agree with some of the criticism of that quarterback class from last year. I think it's a good quarterback class, and I'm, I'm pretty confident there's going to be several starters coming out of that group. But obviously when we took Kenny where we did above everybody, we valued him the most. And, again, not taking anything away from those other young men, we just thought Kenny was the best. You know, it's funny. People, you know, they're always like, well, this quarterback class sucks. 
you know, I went back, I go, yeah, people said that about the 79 class and Montana and Sims came out of that. And there's six Super Bowls between those two guys that came out of that quarterback class. You just never know, right, Kevin, until you get an opportunity to get these guys in, in, in a uniform. Let me ask you a couple last questions here. Are the Steelers in transition? What would you classify and how would you classify? And by the way, 17 consecutive years or whatever it is, 14 years with Mike Tomlin, never a losing season. I mean, it's remarkable the run that he, Ben, you, and everyone has been on. I think it's 17 years. Um, it, it's incredible. How do you see this roster? O-line needs some work a little bit. You guys have addressed it. You ran the ball effectively a little more with Najee last year. Quarterback's obviously going to be a question mark. Your defense has to get upgraded. I kind of threw it out there to you. Do you see yourself in transition, or do the Steelers just get next guy up and let's roll it? Yeah, I, I think it's everything that you mentioned. I mean, obviously we are in transition because, you know, our Hall of Fame quarterback decided to move on and retire. Um, so that leaves a void. As you mentioned, we've added some folks, Kenny, Mitch Trubisky. We still have Mason. And we added a young man in the, in the seventh round, you know, Chris uh, Oladokun. So we got four young quarterbacks that I, I'm confident one of them will come out and be a, a starter and a winning starter. Now, can they be Hall of Fame caliber people? Nobody knows at this point. The offensive line is young. We got a lot of mix and match capabilities of center guards, uh, types, and coach will figure that out. Obviously, our running back is going into his second year. Our tight end's going into his second year. And we got a young group of receivers that we think are pretty talented. The defense has to come together a little bit um, more than they did last year. You know, I think a healthy Devin Bush will be a different Devin Bush. You get Minka back, Terrell Edmonds is coming back. Um, so we feel good about um, that group coming together. We added, you know, we got Spoon, Akilah Witherspoon to stick around. And, you know, we added Levi Wallace from the outside. So we need growth there. We need growth on all, on all sides of it. But there's no doubt that it's a transitional team right now. Man, I, what in it? What is it with you guys when it comes to wideouts? You find these guys everywhere, and you guys never or rarely spend first rounders. I mean, it's maybe one of the greatest records that the Steelers have had is where you find all these wideouts. What's the one intangible for you, Kev, when you're evaluating that position that you're centric on? And by the way, again, you're finding A.B. In, in the later round. You get Heinz Ward in the later round. You're, I mean, it can go on and on with this. What What's the one thing that you look at when you're looking at that position? Well, I mean, I don't think there is really one area, Dan. I mean, um, we've been so very – <laughs> no, And, you know, not to take anything away from the receivers themselves, but playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback doesn't hurt. Um, and, again, there's been some really good – receivers in that group we've missed on a couple here and there and um you know i, I think it, it it's individual i mean can a guy get open um can he create separation can he catch the ball can he run after the catch if he can't create separation can he um make that contested catch uh you know we had herman moore in detroit you know, you saw that up close and personal, and Herman was a special receiver. Didn't always have great separation, but, boy, he made the catch more often than not. So I, I think the, you know, receivers come in all shapes and sizes. 
um, you try to take what they can do, and our coaches have always done a great job of of making them work within what what we felt we could do offensively. But what they could do helped us and helped them as well. And I, I can't say we have a secret sauce for it. It's just been um, something that we hope we hit on year in and year out. Finally, I promise you two last ones here. Dwayne Haskins, um, you know, the one thing that I've learned about the Steeler organization, you guys take these kids in. I got this from Barrett Brooks, too. Barrett says it. Porkchop says to say hi to you. And he, he's like this. When you play for the Steelers, they want you to get second and third contracts. They they want you in the organization. They want to develop you. And I'm, I'm sure that the loss of uh, Dwayne Haskins was a personal thing for all of you guys. Um, with his passing a couple of weeks ago. There's no doubt. I mean, you know, what we, the only thing we ever comment on Dwayne is our, our thoughts, our prayers are with Calabria. They're with his family and they will continue to be. Um, Dwayne will always be a part of us. Um, and unfortunately he won't be here, you know, physically, but emotionally he will always, Dwayne touched so many people. Uh, with who he was in the short time he was there. There's there's nobody that didn't have a smile on their face after seeing Dwayne at, at whatever part of the day it was. I mean, his habit after practice was shaking my hand, shaking Coach Tomlin's hand, and shaking Mr. Rooney's hand and, and giving us that smile. And that's something that I know touched me and I know touched, touched all of our players and staff, and um, he'll be dearly missed. I absolutely finally hear um... – can you do me a favor, Kev? I want you to give me a 30,000 feet evaluation on one player. Okay? On the outside, no inside anything here. Give me your perspective on where you saw Jalen Hurts a couple of years ago being a second rounder to the year he had, alternate Pro Bowl, got the team to the postseason. You know, the growth, look what they did by adding A.J. Brown to the team to give him a true chance of really maybe being the guy future. What just as an outsider looking down and looking from afar, you don't get a chance to see a lot of tape on him. I get it all. But just what you've seen a little bit so far, do you believe that guy can be a franchise quarterback? You know, what we always do, and, I, you know, I don't like to comment on other teams, folks, but in Jalen's case, and this is what we talked to Jalen about when he was coming out, um, the way he handled his situation in Alabama and was there for their team um, was unique. You know, a lot of times when you lose that job and uh, you're asked to come back and you're not so interested and it was never a big issue for him. And that just said a ton about what he was able to do. And of course, when he went on to Oklahoma and continued that, that was huge. But that last year at, at Alabama, what he did for them under those circumstances is something that always stuck and stuck out with us because Dan, as you know, there there's tangible qualities that we all look for in, in whatever position it is, but that intangible, that player that gives up, gives up his goals for his team's good, man, that sticks with me because I know in a, in a given situation, when it's a really tough time, that player is going to make a play for his team and not for himself. And, you can never underestimate that. So you're a fan of Jalen Hurts? Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. I know that you have a rule back in the day that you will not come on at all during the season because you never want to get in the way of your head football coach. Well, now you got kind of a Bruce Arians title here. 
I asked Bruce, I go, what's your new title? He goes, I don't know. They're going to put a name tag on the thing, and I'll find out eventually what it means. I really don't know what it means right now. You got to come on during the season, at least, and talk some ball. We'll leave the Steelers to the side there. But, Kev, my friendship with you goes 30 years, and I'm so thankful and uh, appreciative of what you guys did. And um, I can't thank you enough. And the job you did in Pittsburgh is the gold standard. And I thank you so much, my friend. God bless. All right, Dan, you take care now. You got it. Kevin Colbert, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what did we learn here? Excuse me. Uh, Chris, are you still here? So Andy Waddell was recommended by Kevin Colbert. Hmm. King of content. Morgan and Morgan, where the fee is free, my friends. Choosing an attorney is one of the most important things that you possibly can do. That's right. Getting fair compensation for you if you're hurt or injured on the job is one of the most important things you can have. And that's what Morgan and Morgan is. For the people, my friends, it's not a slogan. It's who they are. The, the, these folks, over the last 30 years, 30 years, okay? Okay, 30 years, they have brought in over $13 billion worth of settlements for their clients with over 800 attorneys in offices in Philadelphia, New York, Florida, all across the country. There is no doubt the biggest law firm in the country where size matters, okay, is Morgan & Morgan. They will not be intimidated when it comes to your family settlement. This is who they are. This is what they do. There's no doubt about this. The call is free, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The consultation is free. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Seal sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. Com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
Lincoln Financial Field is home to more than just our hometown team. It's a landing place for dreams. Invest in the future of our students from all over Philadelphia and get an exclusive tour of the stadium at the Block's Aspire to Dreams Gala, hosted by Brian Taff of 6ABC. While we aspire to build, our students aspire to dream. Join us for the Block's Gala on Thursday, May 5th at Lincoln Financial Field. Seats are limited, so reserve yours today at blocks.org slash gala. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hit the like button, Big Sills. Wow. I didn't think Kevin would say it, but he did. Hey, he, you got the sense that was his number one recommendation, Andy Waddell, Director of Personnel for the Eagles. How is he on the hot seat in Philly, according to Mike Florio? Mike Florio's article on profootball.com Go there. I read it. And according to some people in Philadelphia at the Inquirer, they're saying that Andy Waddell's job is in jeopardy or he's on shaky ground. How could he be on shaky ground when he's being considered for the general manager's job? There's only been two in Pittsburgh since we put Neil Armstrong on the moon. No, Chris, I posted it. I've already posted it at Dan Cilio show. Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert has recommended Eagles personnel director Amy Waddell as the next GM. And he's on shaky ground with the Eagles? And you fired his brother? Kevin Colbert just said he recommended him. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot. Big Sills has no sources. Steelers love Jalen Hurts. Gee, Yale, they fired Andy's brother today. 
I thought the Eagles have been doing a great job the last two years. These two guys have been in charge of the personnel and recommending players to Howie. But Howie wants to tar and feather these two guys out the door like Doug Peterson. They're getting the Doug Peterson treatment with the Eagles. Look. Look, let me ask you something here, man. Help me. People in Pittsburgh want the interview already with Kevin Colbert. I just got a text from the Pittsburgh Gazette. But they're in trouble. The brother got fired today. And according to Mike Florio, Andy Waddell is in trouble in Philly. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Nobody from the Novacare Center, please call me today. Okay. Just big sales talking here. Might be a lot of this. I think we've kicked some shit up here. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. That was well worth the wait. Uh, please hit the like button. We'll catch you tomorrow going three to six Eastern time. Um, amazing what we just heard. Okie dokie. Have a great one. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.